Hey, how's it going? This is Marcus Owen checking in on the Open Mics podcast, man. That's right. We're talking about <clears throat> fuck open mics, man. Doing open mics, being at open mics, shitty open mics, good open mics. There's good open mics, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that? There are open mics that don't make you want to fucking kill yourself. They exist. They're out there. They're few and far. <laughs> They're few and far between, but they do exist, man. Um, I just got back from LA about nine days ago, ten days ago. It's been about a week and a half now. Um, been back in uh, Metro Detroit doing the uh, doing the scene here. Um, it's good to be back. Been hitting some open mics. Did uh, did the New Way open mic last Monday. Um, and that's like, if you haven't ever been to uh, Detroit, if you've never done comedy in, in Metro Detroit, New Way is a bar in Ferndale, uh, which is a city right next to Detroit. And they do open mic Monday night. Starts at 10, goes till fucking forever. There's a shitload of comedians on it, man. It just fucking goes forever, man. So that was the first mic I did. Uh, well, no, the first show I did, a, I hosted the shit show open mic at the Independent Comedy Club. The Saturday I got back from L.A., that was August 31st. Um, so that's an open mic they do uh, at the end of the night after they have their main event show. Um, they do an open mic, and the host basically sits on stage and gets drunk and heckles the comedians as much as they feel fit. I, You know, I try to let the because the comedians are doing three-minute sets. So, you know, if I'm the, uh, if I'm the designated heckler, I want to let the the comedians try to get some material out. I'm not going to try to fuck up your joke while you're doing that cuz that's not really fair. That's not cool. I want you to I want you to get your jokes out, you know. Um so that was the first one I did since I got back, man. LA open mics are interesting though because there's first of all there's tons of them. If you're uh, if you're in LA looking for an open mic, you should go to the Comedy Bureau website if you're going to LA want to get on stage, definitely go on the Comedy Bureau website. They got uh, so many fucking open mics. Um, some of them, you got to pay to go up, like pay five bucks to do five minutes. Some of them, just one item minimum. So, you know, buy a beer, buy some food, something like that, which I like way fucking better because at least you get something, right? Like you get a drink or a food item of food. You get a food. You get some food, right? You get something out of it. A really cool open mic I liked in LA was the Arsenal, uh, like the soccer team, the Arsenal. Um, I can't, I think it's in Santa Monica on Pico Boulevard or something. I don't fucking know. Just look up the Arsenal if you're in LA. That's a dope open mic Sundays at 5, 5.30. They open at 5. Sign-up starts at 5.30. Show starts at 6. You get 10 to, 10 to 11 minutes of stage time, which is ridiculous in LA. And it's a one-item minimum. And they got sliders for 3 bucks. So it's like, boom. 3 bucks for 11 minutes and a fucking slider. What up? That's sweet, man. But other places, man, I did one, uh, Burt's Back Room, that shit. I went there on Sunday at 3 p.m. This is an L.A. mic just in a fucking upstairs room in a building. It's fucking impossible to find. It was all comics. It was literally the shit that makes you want to quit and kill yourself. So that shit, I've heard, There's I've, I talked to some people who had a good time at Burt's Back Room, but I fucking hated it. So, uh... <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, yeah, and then last night I was at the Tap Room in Ypsilanti. Not an open mic, more of a booked show. I got to close that one out. That was fun. Uh, 
Shout out to Alan Black and Jacob Barr for having me on that show. That was a lot of fun, man. Um, good crowd. There's a dude who came in and tried to like panhandle during the middle of the show, like walked up to tables, just like, hey, can you spare a dollar? I'm like, what the fuck? Is this dude indoor panhandling, man? This is fucking, this is wild, man. This is really wild. Um, oh, and I'm just looking at my calendar. That's why I'm fucking doing this. I, uh, I last Thursday, September 6th, September 5th, I was at the Home Slice home slice comedy show in toledo ohio that's right i'm all over this bitch toledo ohio man home slice open mic that was fun too man i had a good time there um they had uh had a bunch of different comics um did about seven minutes so you know if you're looking for some out-of-state stage time and you're in the metro detroit area less than an hour to get down to toledo so definitely check that out man did the locker room the night before in detroit that was interesting did a, <laughs> I got a lot of stage time, but that was just a, a fucking shit show of a show, man. Just, the, just, just weird, man. The more you know, when the more open mics you go to, especially if you're gonna go do open mics everywhere, like if you're gonna do the hipster, the rooms, the black rooms, the white rooms, you're gonna do all the rooms. You're just gonna you're gonna run into some interesting shit, man. And that locker room show was one of them, and it's just you know a couple people in the bar maybe weren't really there for comedy show was supposed to start at nine 30 started around 11 and yeah, it was just, it was just, it was fun though. I had fun, man. I just kind of went up there and bitched, um, kind of bitched at Darnell, Darnell Jones. He's the dude who hosts it. Uh, if you're trying to get on that show, locker room Wednesdays in Detroit, hit up Darnell Jones, man. But that was, I, I still have fun, man. I still had fun. You know, got to talk my shit. There were a couple of people there who were paying attention to the show, which, you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing an open mic, man, you got to try to get out of it what you can. I think a lot of people get really discouraged at open mics because they're like, they have this grand illusion that comedy is always going to be like a big stage with an audience that's attentive and giving a fuck. But a lot of times, especially early on, dude, it's fucking not that at all it's just straight up go up on this stage if it's a stage um if you can get a couple people to even give a fuck pay attention at all that's a win man like you got to look at that like that's a win i was able to make a person laugh there were two people paying attention i made one of them laugh that's 50 percent, man you got to take that you got to take that you got to be like hey man what did i do and i say hey man because i'm talking to myself but like Record your set, listen back to it, and be like, okay, well, what did I say here that got a laugh? And even if you don't record, like just in the moment, remember, try to be like, what did I just do that got a laugh? Was it a joke that I said? Was it the way I said something? Like, what, what, what the fuck just happened? You know, you got to be able to, if you want to get better at anything, but definitely in comedy, like you got to be able to analyze your past performances. You have to be able to be self-aware enough to understand how, what you did, you know, what, why that got the reaction that it did. Cause otherwise you're, you're just going to do the same jokes and you're not even going to adjust the jokes or write new jokes or improve at all because you're not going to, you're not going to um, really be paying attention to the audience, man. It's kind of like, it's kind of like fucking a woman, you know, you got to pay attention while you're eating her out and all that, <laughs> all that shit, man. It's like, you gotta, you gotta get the signals from 
from the person you're interacting with. I'm not trying to be crass, but like if you're if you're fucking somebody, if you're having sex with somebody, guy, girl, whatever, man, if you're having sex with somebody, their body is going to give you signals and you need to adjust and react to them. Either their signals are going to be, I like this or I don't like this. An audience is the same way, you know, and at the end of the day, you want to make an or you want to make an audience orgasm, right? You want to make them come. That's what laughing is. That's what laughing is. Is It's a form of like humorous coming fucking, I don't know, dude, but you want to make the audience in one way or another react positively to what you just did. So I don't know, man. That was just, yeah, that, so, yeah, that locker room show in Detroit, man, there were a couple ladies sitting up front, and I was just like, all right, well, you are my audience now. There's a couple other comedians, and there are a lot of shows where it's just going to be comedians, and you still have to try and get something out of those, and I remember, like, when I was first starting open mics, and still sometimes today, like, if I'm doing an open mic and it's just straight comedians, I'm like, fuck, man especially if it's comedians who have heard your jokes like that was a nice thing when you and and this is the best part the biggest benefit of traveling for comedy it's like okay you're not getting paid all the time but if you're if you can take some time and just go to a different scene and do some open mics it's like yeah they're open mics maybe there's no audience maybe it's a shitty bar just like the shitty bar you're used to performing at but guess what it's a different shitty bar it's going to be different comedians so they're at least going to be fresh to your jokes. So that's a huge benefit. But you have to be able to perform in front of comedians. Um, you, you don't want to be the comic who only can perform in front of comedians. Because there are some people who like, they're great in front of all comedians. And then they get to a crowd, like they're, they're at a club or wherever. They're on a real show and they just suck. You don't want to be that comedian. So, And this is literally all just shit that I've learned doing open mics for the past four years. Um, there are going to just, you know, like, even in L.A., man, everyone talks about, like, oh, you go to L.A., it's all, that's where it's at, man. It is where it's at. It is 100% where it's at. But guess what? You're probably not going to get up at the comedy store every single night. Probably won't get up there once a month. Fuck it, man. You may never get up there. There's people who fucking go there every week and sign up and don't get up. But if you're serious about it, you still need to be grinding. And when you don't get up at the store or whatever place you wanted to get up at that night, whether it's Mark Ridley's here in Detroit, Comedy Store, wherever the fuck you are, man. If you're in Chicago and you go to the Laugh Factory and you don't get your name drawn, whoop-de-fucking-do. There's there's so many open mics in Chicago. Go find one. Go up on stage and fucking try your jokes. Like, don't – if you're going to get that easily discouraged, comedy's probably not for you. And that's, that's just the fucking truth of it. But um, – the reality is you're going to have to do shows that suck. You're going to have to, especially early, you're going to have to do a lot of shows that suck before you get to do any shows that are semi-decent, let alone dope. Like, you're going to have to be able to make people. And it's not even like, oh, well, they don't know my jokes, this and that and the other. It's just go be funny. If you're funny, you're funny, okay? You can be funny in front of comedians. You can be funny in front of black people, in front of white people, in front of uh, bougie people, in front of poor people, in front of fucking any old people, young people. Fucking, if you are funny, religious people, church people. I did a church show on Sunday. I did a uh, uh, Melanie Hearn. She's a she's a Detroit comedian who's actually moving to LA this week. She had a going away show at uh, at the Punchline Comedy Lounge. And it was, it was Sunday at two 30. So it was, and she, it was labeled as a clean church show. I knew that going into it. Um, 
and she let me get up on stage and do some time. Uh, I'm trying to think how much I did about 10 minutes. Um, clean though. I did clean. And that's the thing. It's like, if you're funny, you can be funny in front of a church crowd, in front of a drunk bar crowd, in front of an LA crowd, a Chicago crowd, a New York crowd, a fucking Detroit crowd. I've never been to New York for comedy, so I'm not trying to, but whatever. There are enough fucking places where you can see if your jokes transcend groups, right? You can see, is this a universal joke? Does everyone laugh at this joke? Really? Oh, People in Detroit laughed at it. People in Chicago laughed at it. People in LA laughed at it. People in Cleveland laughed at it. Black people laughed at it. White people laughed at it. Fucking old people, young people, everyone. Why? What? What is it about that joke? Probably it's a good joke. All right. So when you get jokes like that, you really got to be like, okay, what did I do here? How can I keep doing that? Because you want to write universal jokes. The last thing you want to do is be a comedian who has like only local jokes, right? So when you leave your community, Oh shit, my jokes don't work because they don't know what the fuck this little town or this fucking store or whatever is like. And I have local jokes too, but I I really strive to try and make jokes universal because it's fucking <laughs> it's, it's the only way to be a, a comic who can appeal to everyone, right? So but back to what I, what the fuck was I saying, man? You gotta be able to perform in front of comedians. There's so many shows where it's just straight up comedians, man. And what I've been doing um, when I'm in those situations, I found a little, a little joke that kind of kicks that. If it's all comedians, man, to me, comedians performing in front of other comedians is kind of like strippers stripping for other strippers, you know, like everyone's like, yeah, we get it. You have tits. So do we, we're just sitting here waiting for our chance to go shake them a little bit, work on some new moves, right? We just have bits. We don't have tits. We have bits. And just literally that saying that up top sometimes will get comedians on board because a lot of times comedians don't even think about the fact that they're an audience member while they're not on stage. So if you're a comic and you're at an open mic and you're watching, just understand, hey, you're an audience member for, for most of the show until you go up. And it's really just being supportive. And the, I'll be honest, the Detroit scene does a real shitty job of that, of supporting each other. Um, Chicago and LA, I've found... Even Cleveland was better at it, um, just watching the other comics. Like in Detroit, a lot of times people go outside and smoke like just the whole time until they're up, which I like doing that. I do that shit too. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. I'm a piece of shit like that too, but it doesn't help. You know, if we, if we collectively, the Detroit comedy community would sit and watch other people's sets more, I think it would help everyone. It would just help everyone. It would give us more of an audience. It would give us better. And, you know, I know a lot of people who just bitch about even, you know, when they go to Chicago, they're like, well, it's all comics at the open mics I was at. Yeah, but were they watching you? Yeah, but they weren't laughing. It's like, okay, well, you weren't being funny then. Because if you're being funny, it doesn't matter who's watching you. If you're genuinely being funny, you'll get laughs. And that's what that's what it's all about, man. And that, all that takes time, man. It's fucking. It's not easy to just be funny. Like you gotta, you gotta hone that. And I've, I'm, I'm fucking not there. I'm still working on that. You know, there's. I bombed in L.A. I bombed in Chicago. I fucking. I bombed in Detroit. I bombed fucking everywhere, man. I'm like Al Qaeda. I'm bombing all over the fucking place, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's probably gonna get a podcast taken down. But whatever, man. I'm just like you got it. That's the other thing, man. Is you got to bomb. When you're doing open mics, man, you have to be totally fine with bombing. Because it's going to happen either way. 
right? It's going to fucking happen. So the quicker that you can get over your first bomb, the quicker that you can get over the last bomb, like the last one that you had, it's not the last one you'll ever have, but it's the most recent one. The quicker you can get over your most recent bomb, the better you're going to be, the better off you're going to be, um, the sooner you can get on another stage. I remember the worst fucking bomb I ever had was at Baker's keyboard lounge in Detroit. It's a, it's a show Monday nights. If you're looking, uh, Looking for a good show Monday nights is probably one of the best shows. Um, it's on 8 Mile and Liver Noise in Detroit, Baker's Keyboard Lounge. Um, formerly hosted by Detroit comedy legend Kool-Aid, R.I.P. Shout out to Kool-Aid. I know they're having a uh, uh, a one-year anniversary show um, for, for his passing. They're having a one-year anniversary show on the 29th of September. So Sundays in a couple weeks. Um, and that's at the Detroit shipping company. I will be there. That's going to be a super dope show, but Kool-Aid, he used to, he used to run the show at Baker's. He would put me up, man. He was a really cool guy and hilarious. I mean, he was, he was the best comic in Detroit. He toured with Lil Duval all over the country. Lil Duval made the song, smile, bitch, smile, bitch, come on, living my best life. That's what it was. Living my best life. That song, um, that song was about Kool-Aid actually. If you didn't know that, that song was about Kool-Aid, man. And he, the first time I went there, um, I was like, hey, can I get up? And he was like, ah, I don't got any spots this week. If you come back next week, I will put you up. And that was his thing. He's like, if you come back next week, I will put you up. And that was that was a promise that he made to, to you personally as a comedian. He's like, if you come back next week, if you show me that you have a little bit of determination, just the slightest bit, right, that this just wasn't a one-off that you showed up tonight, that you're serious about this, that you're going to be here next week for this spot, Take it as if you're booked on the fucking show. I'll put you up. And I did. I came back next week. He put me up. Um, and that wasn't my worst bomb there. My, my worst bomb ever was just fucking, I, I probably have to look at my calendar when exactly it was. But it was at Baker's. And I fucking just ate the biggest bag of dicks, man. I just, I didn't write a set list beforehand, which for me, I'm a big, ow, shit, ow, I just bumped my fucking knee. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big write a set list kind of guy. You know, I want to be prepared. I deviate from the set list. Like last night I wrote a set list and I didn't follow it to a T. I fucking riffed on some other shit. Cause like I said, there was a dude panhandling inside the show. How can you not talk about that? He wasn't doing it while I was on stage, but it was still some shit where I was just like, you got to talk about this, man. That's fucking it's hilarious. But, uh, I'm a big write a set list guy. And that night at Baker's, I did not write a set list. And I went up there and the crowd wasn't feeling me. I was I was struggling when you don't have that set list to fall back on, man. All of a sudden you're reaching for straws. And it got to a point where there was a dude up front. The other problem, the other way I fucked it up was you don't like I got too into a specific conversation with a specific individual in the crowd. And that really can alienate everyone else in the crowd because it's like now it's just they're like, he's just talking to that person, that person. Like he's not really telling jokes. He's not even being funny with that person. He's just talking to that person. So the rest of the audience can lose interest real quick when you do that. And that's what happened. And this, so I was just bombing. And this guy, like the dude tried to give me the light. Like he's not even, he's just an audience member. And he's like flashing his phone at me. He's like, get him off stage. And uh, I was like, at that point, I was just like, fuck you. You're not the host, man. I'll wait till Kool-Aid gives me a light. I don't need a fucking light from you. Who the fuck are you? And uh, basically, as I said, that Kool-Aid came in and gave me the light. And that was it, man. Um, 
Yeah, but then, then right after that shit, right after I bombed my ass off at Baker's, I was like, I got to get that taste out of my mouth. And I went straight to New Way, uh, which is like eight minutes away from Baker's. So it's it was, it was quick. It was nice. You can get there real quick. Um, there wasn't too long of a car ride for me to fucking hate myself. But I went to New Way, got up, had just... It was this. It's not like the set I had at New Way was amazing or I crushed. And I was like, "Yes, I'm back." No, it was just get the taste out of my mouth. The last set this that that I had that night wasn't the shittiest one that I had. It was it was just the one at New Way that was whatever. It was fine, but I was able to get back up, move past it, and that's that's what I'm saying about bombing. It's like you're gonna do it when you do it. Like you should try to get on stage as quickly as you can after get that taste out of your mouth, fucking get back up there and just rip it. Even if it's the next day, like it might not be a situation where you can just go from one show, drive eight minutes to another one, to an open mic and get up might not be that easy, but you know, if you're in a bigger city, there's definitely going to be another show unless you bomb at the last show of the night and then fuck it. Then, you know, Hopefully you did a couple other shows before that and you can fall back on that. But if you bombed at four shows that night, maybe you got to fucking sit down and be like, I need need to write some material, man. You bomb at four shows in a night. That's that's brutal, man. I remember I was in Chicago about a year ago and I did four in a night. And the first two went okay, actually. The third one I bombed in a basement so fucking hard, dude. Just brutal. All comics kind of situation, you know, and they didn't know me. And sometimes the clickiness is really what will fuck that up, you know, is when you're in an all comic open mic where it's just comics. If you're in with the comics, like if you're in the click or whatever, like there'll be more, they're way more willing to laugh at your jokes because that's my friend up there. If you're just some, who the fucker is this person? Is they, are they from out of town? Are they new that you, nobody fucking knows? Okay. They call your name. Like, is this person even still here? Marcus Olin? Is that, oh, that's you. Okay. Well, let's give it up for Marcus. Uh, you're already starting off behind. Um, but that's going to happen. You got to grind through it. But I bombed super fucking hard on my third set. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go do this fourth set because at the beginning of the day, I told myself I was going to do these four shows and I'm not going to bitch out now, especially considering that I just bombed at that third show. I want to get this taste out of my mouth. I'm going to fucking go do it. And I go to the fourth mic. I start walking to the bus stop and it just starts fucking raining and pouring and flooding basically. Cause you know, like when you're waiting by a bus stop, there's that part of the road that kind of dips down by the curb. So water just fucking forms a pool there, right? So I'm just sitting there waiting for the bus, soaked. And I'm just like, dude, I should just go home. Fuck this, man. Fuck this. But I went and I did the open mic, the last one of the night. And uh, thankfully, the guy who was running it, noticed I was out of town from out of town might have been my tiger's hat that gave it away but he put me up like pretty quick he didn't make me wait super long which is dope and I went up I had a whatever set again it's it, it's not like I killed but I had I just did a set and just doing that fucking made me feel so much better about okay it's fine not every set is gonna be that fucking bomb but I did it it happened and I'm still doing comedy. You just keep grinding through it, man. That's the thing. And it's not like this is supposed to be a motivational podcast, but it's just it's fucking it's open mics, man. That's what open mics are. Open mics are a bitch 
Um, they're necessary, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You started at open mics, maybe except for Brendan Shaw. But other than that, I think everybody pretty much started at open mics. So you're going to have to do them and they suck, man. And, uh, but at the same time, the open mic grind is beautiful because you get to see yourself grow. You know, if you do it right, if you push yourself, if you're writing a lot and you know, you're getting up a lot you're going to notice improvements. It's just like going to the gym, right? It's just like going to the gym. You can fucking, um, you go to the gym, you start lifting some weights, and it's hard. Man, I can't get it up, and it's so heavy. And then you go the next day, and you're a little sore. You're a little fucking sore, and you're like, I can't do this shit. I can't fucking do this shit. But you do it. And you're like, oh, I fucking sucked. And then the next day you go again, right? And you're like, man, this is this is fucking stupid, man. I fucking hate this shit. I fucking can't do it. And you just you do it again. And then the fourth day you're like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get a hang of this. I'm actually doing a little more weight. I can do it. And that's the thing. You start adding weight. All of a sudden you're getting stronger. Same thing in comedy, right? You start you, you start by just bombing and sucking and throw all your jokes away. And then all of a sudden, hey, that's, that, that, that bit works. So you keep doing that bit, and it keeps working. It's like, oh, I got a bit that works. What, what? And then you expand that bit. You add a couple tags to it. You expand on the premise. And all, oh, I got a couple minutes that don't suck. So now you got like two, three minutes that don't suck. And, you know, you're doing five-minute sets. So you got two minutes that suck, three minutes that don't. Cool. Most of the set doesn't suck. Now, all of a sudden, you keep working and working. You got a five-minute set that doesn't suck. It's actually not bad. Somewhat decent. People say you're funny afterwards, right? People are being nice. People are like, hey, come do my show, man. You got that hot five minutes you just did, man. Come do that hot five minutes at my show. Because that's why you want to have a hot five minutes. If you have a hot five-minute set, man, people are going to be like, dude, I need someone to come do five minutes at my show. Can you do those exact five minutes at my show? And that's where you want to build that reputation of, yep, I can. I'll be there. I'll be there on time. And I will do these exact, I will do my best five minutes at your show show. Not an open mic. I'm talking about a show show. Not practice. I'm not talking about practice. You're talking about practice. I'm talking about the game. All right? Not practice. I'm talking about the game. So, you know, you get that hot five minutes at an open mic. Someone puts you on their show. You demonstrate, hey, I'll do those same that this, see these five minutes that you saw kill at an open mic. They also kill at your show that you just put me on. So now this person's like, hey man, this person can do well and they can consistently bring that hot five minutes. So you can use that five minutes to start getting you booked on some stuff. And then all of a sudden you get a 10 minute set, 15. You keep building it and building it, and all of a sudden you can start hosting, right? You got a 15 minute set. You can do a little crowd work. You're professional when people let you host. Now all of a sudden you're getting MC gigs. You expand, 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 feature gigs, expand, 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 headliner gigs. That's how it works. It's literally how it works, you know. But it starts with the open mics. It starts with the open mics. It starts with sucking dick. It starts with just fucking eating that ass like you didn't want to and just being awful, man. And, you know, it's fun to watch other people progress, too. That's the nice thing about going to open mics. It's the nice thing about, you know, having your home base, you know, watching people uh Watching people progress here in Detroit has been fun for me. Um, getting to know people in LA and Chicago and, you know, the times I've gone back and forth to Chicago, you know, you see some of the same people and you're like, okay, 
I remember that joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That per, that joke made me laugh a year ago. And now I'm back in Chicago and it made me laugh again, right? And it's, it's fun to see that. It's fun to see like, oh man, there's people out here grinding like I'm grinding. So, you know, if you're out there, if you listen to this shit, um, you probably do open mics or you thought about doing an open mic or maybe you're a fucking big time comedian. Who fucking knows, man? If you're listening to this, I bet you do comedy. And I hope you keep doing comedy. I really do. I don't like when people quit. Some people need to fucking quit. I'll be honest. Some people need to just give it the fuck up because they're just, they're not putting in the work. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, if you put in the work, if you write, if you, um, if you go to the open mics, if you reflect on what you did, again, that's where it comes down to recording your set, looking back at your set list and being like, did this joke work? Yes. Did this joke work? No. Did this joke work? Sort of. There was something in there, right? And maybe that's the one where you go back and you listen. You should go back and listen to your set anyway. But when you see a joke that you kind of do a little squiggly, that's what I do if the joke sort of worked. You go back and you listen. You're like, what part of that joke worked? Okay, that part. Why did this part of that joke not work? Oh, I said it weird. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. All right. You know, you got to you gotta put in the work. And I hope that you all do. Um, I will be in Ferndale on uh, September 13th at Otis Supply. And then I'll be at the Lucky Strike in Novi, uh, Michigan. Both of those are in Michigan, uh, September 19th. So come check me out if you want to find me on the internet. Um, Beard Von Marcus. Beard, B-E-A-R-D, Von, V-O-N, Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S. Find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Facebook, that's cool too. Marcus Olin, Marcus with a K, Olin, O-L-I-N-D. That's been the Open Mics Podcast, man. I hope you enjoyed it. See you out there at the fucking mics.